Before we get started, I want to thank Anthropology for supporting our podcast. Hello there, I'm Julie Vadnall, Deputy Editor of Domino, and this is Design Time, The Rebellious Ones. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that we interviewed some of the biggest names in interior design. But this season, I'm doing things a little differently. I'm going to be talking to rebels, the out-of-the-box thinkers who put their creative stamps on our world, whether they work in design, fashion, or even food. After all, you don't have to paint a room all black to be a rebel, though I think that'd be super cool. Some of us engage in tiny acts of resistance every day, and that counts too. Each week, I'll talk to a new guest, a rebellious one, if you will, about how they turn off the doubting voices in their heads and how you can find your only you style. Let's do this. Today's guest is so many things, but you probably know her best for playing the role of Monica Geller, a cleaning obsessive on the hit show Friends. So it's no surprise that today we're going to talk about Home Court, her new brand of, you guessed it, cleaning supplies and home care products that smell so good you'll legit want to wear them as perfume, a rebel move that I certainly endorse, but I'll let her tell you if that's actually a good idea or not. I'm so thrilled to welcome Courtney Cox to Design Time the Rebellious Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I am thrilled and I have so many questions. But before we start, if you could just complete this sentence. Hi, I'm Courtney Cox and I'm a rebel blank. Hi, I'm Courtney Cox and I am a rebel against mediocrity. Okay, cool. I love that. No one has said that. And I can't wait to explore that more, but I think a lot of people don't always think of themselves as rebels. Do you think you're a rebel? I'm a rebel in so far as I buck up against giving up, against hearing the word no, or thinking that at a certain age you don't do this. I guess that's the way I'm rebellious. Were you always like this as a kid? Like, were there inklings of this, like, rebellious nature to you? Yeah, I've always been really tenacious, and yeah, I've, I've always been this way, absolutely. I didn't know this, but you went to school for architecture at some point? When I left Alabama, I went to a girls' school. And because I wasn't so good at test-taking, I went to the school that my mom had gone to and my sister, because it was one I could get into. Anyway, I did want to be an architect. I wanted to do something in the design world. And and I love decoration, obviously. I'm obsessed with it. But yes, that's what I wanted to do. On your own homes, you work with designers. Are you like the best or worst client? Because you know all the things. I think I'm both. I think uh-huh. I'm I'm the best because I have strong opinions. I know what I'm talking about. I'm clear. And I'm the worst because I have strong opinions. I <laughs> you know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I think I'm challenging in some ways because I care so much. You've said that your design aesthetic has kind of changed over the years. And so, like, how did it start and where is it now? Where is it going? Well, as soon as I was able to afford my own place, I mean, I've gone through every style. I can't believe that I'm going to stick with the one I have now for so long and maybe forever because I've learned so much. I started with Italian lacquer. Then I went to American country from all these flea markets. I went into Gothic and then I went into French provincial and then I went into really modern, like very, very modern. And Now, I think the style that I have, like I said, will be around forever because the pieces are classic. They're not trendy. 
they have clean lines and the color's pretty neutral, but I add pieces into my very basic upholstery. And then I, I don't think that's where you have to spend, you know, you have, it has to be made well, but it, then you could add a, a, a vintage table or a chair, but everything I curate, I think it's eclectic, so it works together. But the style, I'm not a clutter person. I want everything to be great or I don't want it. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It just needs to mean something to me. So it's kind of like you're saying, like, the big pieces are clean and classic, and then you can go a little more funky with accessories. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Well, I think when I've seen your homes, like, in magazines, you seem to have, like, a very clean, neutral aesthetic. And I'm wondering if you ever just want to, like, paint a wall orange or get, like, a baby blue sofa. You're right. The, the things that you've seen are very neutral and they're neutral because I like that you can change the pillows on your couch and make them a different yeah. color or put a different piece of pottery down. You can change things by the books that you have on your coffee table. I think less is more for me. But then the room that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. it's really dark walls. There's a piano here. There is a pool table. There's a bar. This is more like a Sunday night, musical night kind of room. I have certain rooms that give you a different feeling. And that's candles, scents give you a different feeling. I have a very cozy room that's a sitting room and my bedroom's really light and happy. So Mm -hmm. I think that it's pretty eclectic. It's not just uh, beige. (laughs) We're going to talk about Sunday music nights, though, for sure. But I want to (laughs) talk. I also saw this and this was on like a talk show that you lived in a haunted house, which sounds terrifying. Back when I lived in, it was Gypsy Rose Lee, her, it was her house, it was Carol King's house. And actually Carol King told me that there was spirits in that house. I was at the place, I don't think I was receptive or aware, I was too young, so I didn't really get it. I was just so happy to meet Carol King and I, didn't, <laughs> I had no idea. Really, some people would say, oh, you know, I saw this woman, she was wearing white and she came and sat on the bed or, um, you know, there would be breezes that came through without any windows being open. And I didn't, that was much earlier in my life. And I was not afraid of things back then until one day there was a delivery person came to the door and I opened it and they said, are you aware that this house is haunted? And I go, what? Why? Why would you say that? He goes, because there's someone standing behind you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I should take this more seriously. Did but you turn around? I Yeah, but you know, like I said, a, go- a ghost could have been like sitting on my lap and I wouldn't know. But now I am scared of everything. I'm such oh. a wuss. So if I thought this house was haunted or heard this house was haunted before I bought it, nah, no way. Did you hire someone to like sage it or like? Not that house, but I did have someone come check out this property. I think they might have said there was some stuff here underneath, but I I don't know why. I either didn't believe it or it just feels good. I love where I live. Yeah. Is this a bad time to tell you that there's a woman behind you? It better be someone I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's amazing that you played a character that was obsessed with cleaning who would like vacuum the vacuum and then you started a brand that's all about cleaning so I'm wondering if that's ironic or meant to be it is meant to be meant to be I used to say I'm not so clean I'm more organized and neat (laughs) yeah I am clean I guess that's that's true I it was the perfect segue for me it's not a coincidence that I do love scents I love cleaning and I love 
aesthetics, it's design. I created this brand because I thought first I wanted to start a candle company. And then during mm -hmm. lockdown, you start thinking of the things that you don't have. You don't, you can't leave anything out on your counter that looks good, that actually works. I wanted something that was sustainable, that the ingredients were not harmful to pets or people. I wanted to create something that smelled good. And I wanted to make a hand wash because we washed our hands how many millions of times, but um, that made your hands smell good way afterwards. And then I wanted the hand cream to be so special that it lasted. Anyway, I'm just a very specific, and that's why I said at the beginning, I don't like things that aren't great. I'd rather have nothing. Yeah, well, the CC is my personal favorite. And when I come home and I smell it like on the countertop, like if, you know, my partner has used it there, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So I was looking up the ingredients and I was like, wait, how is there cinnamon in there? Like, how is there cardamom? Can you explain? Yeah, we've worked with two incredible perfume houses. Roberté is the one that helped develop Cece. And Cece is my personal scent. Mm -hmm. That's my nickname, but I named it that because it really is an extension of me. I, for years, been wearing the same scent and I still wear it. I don't care if it's a counter spray. It's oils that I've put together <laughs> and then a perfume that I put on top. And this company was able to create these smells and flavors and spices and whatever they do to make the exact, the exact scent that I, I literally smelled the candle and went, you're a genius. How'd you do this? This is exactly what it should smell like. That's incredible. You have talked about this idea of scentscaping, which I'm hoping you can explain to me. Scentscaping, it's using a scent to create a mood. I think scents can change something. If you walk into a room that smells good, even if it's not your style, scents can make you feel a lot of different things. So the four scents that are out now are all scents that can transport you to a different place. Well, like Neroli in the bathroom, to me, it's, it's one I think that it crosses the board. Everybody loves the smell of orange blossom and then you layer it with things like basil that you wouldn't normally think. CC, like you said, it has cinnamon, cardamom, and all these things, so it smells smoky, and yet it smells rich. But then the rose scent, that is, it's like the best rose. It smells like an actual one. So it was created by upcycled rose water, real petals, real leaves, stems, and it's just, I'm really proud of that. And then the mint is something that mm -hmm. smells like a Moroccan tea room. I love it. That's like another one of my favorites. It's just really, um, it's special. Mm -hmm. So I really love being at home. And I, of course, now more than ever, we all find that, do we really have to leave? So why not make your home feel as special as your body? So I think, I think there is something really important about caring for things. You're totally right. Your home is a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. And so why not take care of it and use, you know, the same quality things? I'm wondering if any of the people in your life are surprised that you launched this. Like when you were on Friends, like were you always cleaning up after everyone? Like who's the messy friend and is anyone surprised by this launch? I don't think anyone was surprised. I mean, I was kind of doing it behind the scenes. This has been like years in the making. So it's not surprising. And I think they were proud there, but I was always, I was the one who had the dressing room that was always clean and it I was always redecorating it every year. And um, <laughs> my home is really important, whether it's on Warner Brothers stage 24 or whether it's, you know, wherever I was living at the time. Was there someone who had a dressing room that you were like, dude, 
probably Matthew Perry's or <laughs> I just think not everybody cares as much as you do. I mean, Matt LeBlanc is pretty organized. I, I will say he's I mean, or I mean, he's he's pretty neat. Like I will go to Jennifer's and clean up after dinner for sure. And it's not even <laughs> like I it's just what I do. It's a habit. I'm not right. even thinking about it. Do you have like a cleaning idol or someone who like taught you how to clean? I think it's really great when you find cleaning hacks. When Marie Kondo came out with that book, it made such great sense to me. I do love the concept of don't keep things that don't have a, a meaning to you or, mm -hmm. or make you feel a certain way. So I'll just do it a drawer at a time. And nothing makes me happier than having a drawer that has nothing in it. Like I, I, an empty drawer oh. is heaven to me. Or maybe it has two pair of glasses that you might wear again. Are you sentimental about things? Because I was thinking about that too. Like you seem to reinvent your home style. Like what do you do when you really love something, but it's like not going to work with the design direction you're going in or like the glasses have meaning? What do you do? Um, mostly things like that don't have meaning. I'm not very sentimental. when it, I've made so many mistakes where I either give something away or even if I sell it with the house, because I'm like, I'm not, I'm done with that style. And then I go uh -huh. back to that style and go, oh my God, I cannot believe <sighs> that I don't have that Paul Carrollholm daybed. It's worth so much money now and I'd give anything to have it. So I've made tons of mistakes because I, I used to act faster and now mm -hmm. I have slowed down. Sentimental things are much more important to me now, but I don't like a lot of things. So I'm more specific. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I want to go back to your drawers just because I'm curious if you're someone who files their sweaters or files their t-shirts. Like, what's your organizing? You uh, well, know, I'm really organized now and I have have everything in plastic bags and that's not by choice. But once you get a moth, I mean, oh, they will wreck it. your closet. So now, after whenever I grab a sweater, I have to unzip a bag and then I have to, and then I, I label it by, okay, Jenny Kane sweaters, Celine or wow. random, Neely Lowton. I, I do that because then I remember, because I'm the kind of person I'll be out and I'll see somebody and say, oh, I have a sweater just like that. <sighs> and then I, my brain needs to know, do I still have the sweater? Where is that uh -huh. sweater? It's such a weird, right. this is not a great part of my personality. It also sounds like it, it calms your brain if you know where things are. Oh, yeah. I don't feel comfortable if I if there's a mess around me. I, I wouldn't walk away from something before bed unless I had to. Do you have a store in your life that whenever you walk through its doors, you become transported, inspired, and overwhelmed with pure joy? For me... That place is anthropology. Since college, I've bought candles, pillows, and dinnerware, literally you name it, from their cool, hyper-curated mix. And those are the pieces I've cherished for years. Nowadays, when I look at my vintage sofa and see the pink, lavender, and mustard-colored fuzzy anthro pillow on top of it, I feel the same giddy feeling I did when I first found it at Anthropology's Chelsea Market store. That's the amazing thing about anthropology. It's nostalgic and forward-looking all at once. And as the holiday season approaches, I can't wait to wow my guests with only at Anthro pieces for hosting, celebrating, and entertaining. I'm clearly not alone. Anthro has hundreds of stores, millions of social followers, and a website that has new arrivals literally every day. Get inspired and start shopping at anthropology.com. Well, speaking of organizing, I have seen people post about the home court tote bag. Yeah. 
please tell me about how you came up with this because there's all these compartments and like people use it not just for toting around their cleaning products for literally everything. I saw Eva Chen post about it. Yeah, you know, originally I bought a bag on Amazon that does Uh have cleaning supplies. It was just something that makes things really convenient and and had tons of pockets. So I thought, what if we made one that's cool? And then if you don't want it for cleaning supplies, it could be a travel bag or for your baby. So I I, I like things that are multi-purposed. And so our tote bag is uh, made in Guatemala from all recycled materials. So just it's it is thought out, but it looks stylish enough to where you could go to the farmer's market. Totally. I feel like you're glamorizing cleaning. Like if I could have this cute tote bag on my shoulder, like, you know, turn on my music and clean. It's like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Which brings me to my next question, which is what music do you play when you're cleaning? Okay. I seem to have the same playlist, whether I'm cleaning, whether people are coming over on a Sunday, whether I am um, just at night when it's time to unwind. I have certain stations on my Spotify. So um, my partner is in Snow Patrol, which is a really uh, lucky for me because I like every one of the Snow Patrol songs and it would have been a real drag to be with somebody <laughs> who I didn't like their music. He also is a writer and he writes with Ed Sheeran and I love Ed. He's one of the most talented human beings. I, I just can't mm-hmm. believe the talent that comes out of this human being. He's incredible. And then through Johnny, I met this artist named Foy Vance, who became a really close friend of mine, but his music, it's really speaks to me. He's an incredible Mm. lyricist and his voice is beyond. But then I like old stuff too. I like Stevie Wonder radio. I love Al Green radio. I love, I love a lot of music. I mean, I love Olivia Rodrigo. I think her music, it's fun. It's exciting. I like Billie Eilish. I love Anderson Pack. I mean, whether it's Silk Sonic, I just think his music is great. I feel like Olivia Rodrigo needs to play when, like, you really need to get a stain out. Like, you're really, like, devoted <laughs> to that task. Yeah, exactly. Olivia needs to write the home court theme song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, if you're listening, what has been the most satisfying thing that you've cleaned lately? Well, I have um, this black limestone in my kitchen. And it's honed, but because it's black, people lean on it and eat on it. But... It's very uh, satisfying for me to get all the greasy paw pits off of it. (laughs) (laughs) If someone's over and they like put a glass down on the table, are you like, do you instantly stop listening to what they're saying? Because all you can think about is the glass on the table. No, because I um, researched really hard and I had my countertops sealed with this crazy, it's really expensive, but it's worth it. So you don't get rings, but... Some people would say, oh, let it age. That's It looks like it's worn. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. So, um, <laughs> But if it's on wood, like this table that I'm sitting on, I see a lot of rings because I have a ton of people over. I like to gather a lot of people. But this piece is a, a I know, this was like a big investment for me and I really care about it. So I, I would put coasters down for this. Is there any part of your house, though, that you're just like, I don't know, sometimes when I walk in, I just need to, like, drop stuff someplace. Or, you know, there's always a chair in the bedroom that ends up having clothes all over it. Like, do you have a room or a space where you just kind of like, you know what, this is the junk drawer of my house? Not a room, but yes, there's a chair in my bathroom. My bathroom's very open. It's open to a sitting room. And when I I don't hang up my clothes after I've worn them all day, or I, I don't even put them in the dirty clothes, 
mostly it goes on the chair and then later the next morning I'll get it. I want to talk about your entertaining style because it sounds like you throw some epic parties. So first I want to know like what scent are you lighting when people are coming over? Like what's the mood setter candle that you have? Well, because I love all of the scents, I will put maybe in this music room, CC, because it just, it works all the time to me, but it's rich and it's smoky. And in the kitchen, as you're walking through to this room, I might have the mint candle because I love the layered thing. And the mm. bathroom may be a neroli candle and then the rose might be in my bedroom. But one of the important things, because I love layering so much, is to be able to walk from space to space and they all have a flow. It's, it's never mm. like oh, this one's different. I actually got that idea from a store in LA that I'm obsessed with. It's called Gallery Half. And I love Ooh. the owners and I just love the furniture in it. And I would go into this furniture store and I would smell the best smells. And I'd go into the next room and I was like, oh my God. I just wanted to layer all those candles together. And then that's why when I um, started this line, I wanted the same thing where nothing was clashing. I love that. I'd imagine if you host people a lot, if someone calls you and is like, I'm in the neighborhood, I'm coming over, like, do you have a drawer or a stash of entertaining things that you can like throw together in 10 minutes and have a party? I grew up in a family where there were 21 first cousins and my grandmother every single <sighs> Sunday would have a gathering. And, you know, we had talent things and we had, you know, some people were telling jokes or some were acting or maybe there was a magician or it was just kind of so many cousins. If you gather at your grandmom's house, then um, it just became a part of my tradition to be around a group of people. Mm -hmm. And so then when I moved to California, I started doing these Sunday gatherings. I actually used to do it twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays, and that got a little much. But so on Sundays I have, I mean, I've got a pizza oven and there's pizza. And a lot of the times it's the same group and then of additions. And sometimes it's completely new people. But I've met a lot of people through the Sundays because when people bring other people, that's how I met my partner, like I said. And I've had great musicians here and we play. When I say we, they play. And every now and then I had, uh, Ed was staying here. Ed always stays here when he comes into town. And he said, is it okay if I invite Elton over for dinner? And I was like, oh my God, what? Like, I only know one Elton. Yeah. And... You know, they know each other and they're really good friends. And it happened to be Brandy Carlisle, who I met through Instagram. She was here. And then I called up my piano teacher. I was like, Joel, you got to come over because there's a chance here. Because <laughs> it was Ed's idea. Ed said, why don't we see if we can get him to sing, you know, Tiny Dancer, but do it in the Friends version for Lisa Kudrow, Tony Danza. Anyway, so I learned <laughs> as much of the song as I could learn in 20 minutes. And he was so game to do it. And he was incredible and so sweet. And his partner David is so great and I got to play piano with Elton John that's like the biggest thrill light that I can even think about that's epic so I so like your hostess advice is learn to play the piano if you have the nerve <laughs> try to learn a song of someone who's coming over and chances are you might get to play it but I, oh, I, I like I like to let everybody have a chance to do something, even if they're not great. But still, it's good for people to be able to do something creative that they wouldn't be able to do with an audience anywhere else. Yeah, I think that bonds you, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that just makes people feel comfortable if everyone's, like, a little bit vulnerable. How do you want your guests to feel when they leave? And, like, how do you do that? Do you want it to go till 2 in the morning? Or do you want people to be like, that was a great night and I'll be in bed by 10? You know, it depends. If it's a musical night, 
I want people to walk away and say, that was incredible. I can't believe it. I'm full. I uh-huh. had the best time. And you know, where you don't want to leave. And then you regret it the next day. The Mondays have never been a good day for me, ever. <laughs> but then there's times where it's just a very intimate group of people and there's no music and you just connect. And then I don't think anyone's ever left the house by 10. I mean, maybe there have been people who have, but someone's always here after 10. There's no question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't go to bed at 10 on a Sunday. Yeah. I know you were talking about scentscaping and having a different scent in every room, but I have also heard that when you're serving food, you shouldn't use scented candles, but it sounds like you are pro, like you are pro scented candle, even if there's food around. I think that's true. I think that you want to smell the food, but I have a kitchen that has a sitting room because that's where everyone gathers. And I think it's okay. You don't need to have it next to the frying pan, but you certainly can uh-huh. have it in the same room and have it complement. It doesn't have to, I don't think I have a candle that you wouldn't want to smell while you're making chicken. I want to know what you do and maybe organizing or cleaning is how you recharge, but like you have a busy life. You're this rebellious person. What do you do to recharge? I think this is not rebellious, but I mean, I would probably say maybe sitting in an infrared sauna was mm-hmm. important trying to work out water is the best way to if it's whether it's you're tired a hangover you know whatever it may be i think water is really healing and so yeah. i would say that's that's how i might recharge is there a piece of design advice that you give to fellow rebels or is there something like an adage that you live by that's inspiring to people who are designing their own homes it's a piece of design advice that I got many, many years ago. But if you're building a house or if you are designing your apartment, the box needs to be timeless. I think the simpler, the better for the box. Like the floor should be something you think you would like forever. They could go with any style or I think you have to pick timeless materials. So if everything around you is just good and classic, then that would be the best way because if you're anything like me, I get bored so quickly Yeah, that I want to be able to change without having to start from scratch. That's great advice. What will your next act of rebellion be? Just going past my comfort zone. I'm hoping to direct this movie. Now, I've directed quite a few things, but this next project would be a real challenge to create before I can let you go, we play a game of Never Have I Ever. Okay. It's all designed theme. So I'm going to read you the prompt and you're gonna to have to tell me if you have or haven't done this thing. Never have I ever shopped at Home Goods. Is that a store? Yeah. yeah. I have never, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out, but no, I've never. It's, it's great, yeah, okay, <laughs> but you have never. Um, never have I ever painted my own walls. I definitely have. I used to fix my own sprinklers or if there was cottage cheese on the ceiling. Carol King had acoustical ceilings because she recorded in this one room. Yeah, I, I used to do everything myself and I would mess up and now I don't do that many things myself. Fair enough. I mean, now you know how much work it is. and you Oh, can... yeah. Well, also, I don't do it that great. Oh, I see. Never have I ever looked up a friend's rent or house price on Zillow Street Easy. I haven't. I would just ask really? them. Yeah. Oh, you just, you don't even look it I'm up. I'm not, just... I'm not shy. I'll just say, what'd you pay for that? And like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Do they get weird about it? No. I mean, if you know me, I'm very blunt and they might get embarrassed, but I don't. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you didn't ask me about rent. Um, mm-hmm. I would tell you. Never have I ever lied to a landlord about a rental renovation. That's a hard one. I have, but I don't know if it would be a landlord. I've done some sneaky, I should have gotten a permit, but I didn't get it, a kind of renovation. Turn a garage into a room when you're not supposed to. Wait, this sounds awesome. Okay, last one. Never have I ever bought something checkerboard. Besides an actual checkerboard game? Probably never. Wow. It's so trendy right now. Oh, but really? You said you're like not into I'm not trendy, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. This was so much fun. I learned a lot. Thank you. When I found out that I was doing this podcast, my one and really only request in the whole process was that Shadi Al Hindi, the head of IT at our parent company, Recurrent, read the closing credits. And I know that might sound funny, but Shadi has a voice that I swear could sue the hundred crying babies. And I know this because sometimes when my computer's not working, I am that crying baby. And just hearing him talk instantly lowers my blood pressure. You will hear what I mean in just a second. I'm so excited to share Shadi and his beautiful voice with the world. Take it away, Shadi. Hello, I'm Shadi Al-Hindi. And contrary to popular belief, I'm not a voiceover actor, yet at least, but I am the Vice President of Technology at Recurrent, Domino's parent company. Julie asked me to read the credits to the podcast you've just heard. I blindly said yes, so I think that makes me a rebel too. And here we are. Design Time, The Rebellious Ones is hosted by Julie Fadmel and produced by Ali Alquiza, with special thanks to Lindsay Mather, Britt Ashcraft, Claire Urshishon, Michaela Klein, Kim Gray, Lindsay DeSimone, and Maria Luna. Our Chief Content Officer is Kate Berry. Our theme music is by the talented Alex Weinstein. And I'm Shadi Al-Hindi, Vice President of Technology at Recurrent Ventures. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you all next week, right here on Design Time, The Rebellious Ones.